Thank you much. Good evening, friends. I'm happy to hear that testimony always of where our Lord has done something for some of his children. May God bless you, sister, whoever you are. And I guess I wouldn't know you if you were standing before me because I don't get a chance. All right. God bless you. And what meeting was that in, sister? Windsor. Are you a Canadian? Or oh, you're from Cleveland? Yes, ma'am. Um, I am happy that you're healed. I just trust that all that's in this meeting tonight will be as you are shortly. God bless you, sister. When I was speaking to you, whatever happened, you believe what I said was the truth. Did it come out just the way I said it would? Just like I said. If that's true, raise up your hand so you can see me. Now, what if you'd have doubted what I had told you the Lord had said? You'd have, you'd have died, yes, ma'am. As your doctor said, you've got to believe one or the other. And God never can tell anything wrong. He always tells the truth. Well, God bless you, sister. And if I don't meet you no more in this life, I will at the other side by God's grace. Amen. I'd like to sit down with all my friends on the other side and just talk it over where we have plenty of time to talk it over by. Now, tonight, I, it's awfully warm. Brother Baxter, last evening, it was just so hot. And we was, When I got home, my coat was ringing all over. And after I kind of got to myself, after the service was over, I'm not in very good condition for a while. I'm getting awful weak, but I've just got two more meetings now before a little rest, going overseas, and we have about two or three nights in New York City at some big boxing place there where they had them big fights. I, we got to appear there for two or three nights just before going to southern Rhodesia, Africa to begin. If the good Lord willing, we hope to be in Jerusalem around Christmas. And those Jews that said to come up Many of them, as you've seen the Look magazine, they said, if this Jesus be the Christ, they never know nothing about it. See, they were down in, at, there for 2,000 years. They still plow with old wooden plows like they did 2,000 years ago. Many of you read the article. And then the Norwegian church and the Swedish church sent out a million Bibles, New Testaments. And those Jews reading the New Testament said, let us see this Jesus do the sign of a prophet. And we'll accept him as Messiah. Oh, I hope God lets me go down there and do something that, that they'll believe on the Lord Jesus, every one of them. I trust that he will. And you pray for me when you know it's time for me to be there in October. We begin on October the 4th at Johannesburg. And now, being that it's so hot in the auditorium and... It's the time of year, it's the only thing we could get, and we're happy to have it. I'm only glad that we got this or we couldn't have come to the city. But I trust that it'll prove to be a great blessing to all of you this year. And may many of the sinners be saved and, and the Christians have a closer walk with our Lord is my desire. And may all the sick be healed and all the cripples be healed. It's my prayer. I've seen one time in my life where every person in the building or in the, is a large tent 
which consists of many more than what's here tonight, at one wave of the Holy Spirit came through the tent just as I walked to the platform and there wasn't a cripple or afflicted person left in the building. No sick people or nothing has ever one healed. And they piled up wheelchairs and things so high they just had to take them and throw them up like that to get them up. The next morning going down through the city was a great big cattle truck packing all of them and the people at once sat in them and laid on their cots and things walking behind singing Only Believe with a police escort. I stood in the wind of the hotel and I wept like a, a child. I couldn't help it. My heart, I just thought, oh, Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it can be the same thing here, Toledo. The only thing it likes is just a little faith. You just believe. Just believe what you hear. Now, I, I try to speak to the best of my knowledge, all that I know how, to glorify Jesus Christ, who has redeemed us all, redeemed from everything that the fall consists of. He came as a kinsman, redeemer, to redeem the human race back to God. And we have the earnest of our salvation. This that we have now, this glorious Holy Spirit, is only the earnest of our being above sin in the rapture. And if there is no divine healing now, there is no resurrection of the body. Divine healing is the earnest of our redeemed body. Did you ever think of that? If there's no divine healing, then when you go to the grave, that's all of it. You'll be there forever and your dust will go away and there'll be no more of you. See, if there, we have the earnest of our salvation and completeness back the way we was in the Garden of Eden. And I think that the power of God that would take a cancer-ridden woman here that the doctors had just given a few days, and she's one of the thousands that's on record, not just the, man, the person's testimony, but the doctor's testimony. One of the thousands, and her eaten up with a few hours to live by cancer, and by the earnest of her redeemed body will put her in the condition it is now, what will it be when she draws the full value off of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? That's just the down, you know what the down, the earnest is? The earnest is the down payment on anything that holds it, assures it, secures it. Now, she's just got the earnest of it by being healed with a, a hideous cancer that would have taken her life. And here she is sitting well and normal. Now, if there never was another case besides hers, that would be a perfect evidence of the divine will of our Lord Jesus Christ to every person on earth. Or he never just picked out certain ones. It's whosoever will, let him come. It's just according to your faith to believe. And now, for a few moments, and I'll try not to keep you like I did last night and let you get so awfully stuffy in the building. Now, I want to continue to speak about our Lord and his ministry today. Now, there's many people in the Bible that teaches the Bible as a historical book, which it is. But it's more than a history. It's a prophetic book also that foretells, it tells what was, it tells what will be. Do you accept that to be true? And now the same Jesus that was 
is and will be. See? He's the same Jesus all the way through the scriptures, the same Christ all the way through. In the beginning, he was. In the middle of the book, he's here. Lo, I come in the volume of the book to do thy will, O Lord. And in the end, he is Alpha, Omega, the beginning, the ending, he which was, which is, and shall come, the root and offspring of David, the morning star, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. Why? He's just, that's just him, isn't it? He's Emmanuel. He's the, both the root and offspring of David. <laughs> See? Now, his ministry carries on. Many people teaching the Bible as a history, which is very fine, that we learn in our seminaries and schools, which is fine. But brother, that's just what was. What about what's now? You can't find that in school. You don't know that by genealogy. You know that by neonology, on your knees before God. It doesn't take education. It takes a surrendered heart. God works on the heart. you believe that? Now, if for instance, if today, if I could come here as it is very warm in the building tonight and could paint you a picture here on the wall of an air-cooled Arctic place or something, it would look very well. I say that's what was. But that doesn't make you be cool, does it? Just a painted picture. For instance, you were freezing, and I painted you a picture of fire licking and burning like that, I, and people standing around getting warm. I say, looky there, that's fire. Well, you can't get warm by painted fire. It won't warm. That's something it was. You've got to have the fire yourself. What Jesus was then, he is now. If he was a fire, a warmth to the heart, and a soothing, a sheltering of time of storm, he is the same today. Now, someone said not long ago, Brother Branham preached the gospel, a very noted radio evangelist, a friend. We belong to the same church. And he said, Brother Branham, while you're on the West Coast here, preach the gospel. I said, I do, doctor. <laughs> and he said, not that divine healing. He said, preach the word. I said, the word is what I preach, sir. He said, look, Brother Branham. He said, the gospel is the word of God. I said, not altogether, brother. The Bible said the gospel come to us not in word only, but through power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. The preach the word, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. It's got to be... Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, then interpret it in Bible forms means go into all the world and demonstrate the power of the word by the Holy Ghost. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Today we say, what signs? We go to church, we pay our dues, and we treat our neighbors right. That's wonderful, but that ain't what Jesus said. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink daily things, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's the signs that Jesus said. Our ministry has changed it over and said, oh, there's a real believer. I tell you, he loves the Lord, and he goes to church every Sunday, and he pays his dues to church, and he treats his neighbor right. That's his moral act. The Holy Spirit in the man demonstrates the power of the supernatural, what makes him a believer. It's God vindicating that he is a believer. 
Jesus said, these, not them, these signs shall follow them that believe. All right. Now, the supernatural is what blinds man. It has in all ages. But isn't it marvelous to think where the supernatural is demonstrated, where the eagles are, the carcasses, or other, the eagles will be gathered. Through the age it's been that way. Man walk in slumber of life, and they hear their teaching and their philosophy and so forth, and, and they teach theologies. But that still doesn't satisfy the human heart. And when the supernatural comes into view, like it did in the days of our Lord Jesus, after their fine priests and so forth that they had, and their uh, scholars and their philosophies, when Jesus came on the scene with, his, with the power and the manifestation of God, the people flocked to him to hear, because it's something in the realms beyond, and all man knowing that soon all the education he's got and the theology and so forth will rot in the grave with him. We know that. But where the supernatural is pierces beyond the grave. And that's what people look, and most times, if they're critical and do not open up in their heart, they'll pass some opinion on it like they did of him and said, he's Beelzebub, uh, a devil, and he casts out devils by the devil, and he knows those things, he sees them, yeah, Beelzebub shows him, and, and like that, and they pass on. But some believe him. And those who believe were saved. Those who believe could get healed. But if Jesus himself was standing wearing my suit and my shoes, he cannot help you any more tonight than what he can in the form he's doing now. You know that? The Bible said there's a place that he went into that many mighty works he could, C-O-U-L-D-N-O-T, could not do because of their unbelief. When some blind men followed him, he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, be it unto you. The Father had not showed him nothing about that. He just touched their eyes. But when calling Lazarus, who he'd seen, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And to the other people who the Father had showed him by vision what he was to do, he called them and so forth. Then when the others come by, he touched them and said, According to your faith, the woman had had the blood issue touched the hem of his garment. He turned around and said, Virtue has gone from me. Somebody touched me. The Father hadn't showed him, but it was sensitive. The Spirit that virtue went out for the Father had honored her faith in his Son. You see what I mean? And there, she was healed. Now, the same word in the Bible translated S-A-B-E-D and healed is the very same word all the way through the Scriptures. Anyone knows that? Now, well, when you're, you're saved spiritually, or you're saved physically, he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee, physically saved thee. Now, it's in the redemption, it's in the atonement, it's in the plan of God. You can be spiritually saved or physically saved because he was wounded for our transgressions with his stripes were healed. Is that right? So it's just according to your faith. Now, in his loving mercy, after ministers through the years has passed through the land and preached this wonderful word, thousands of people have been blessed and saved and healed and so forth. Then, in his sovereign mercy, in the last days, as he promised, when the last days I'll pour out my spirit to be a farmer in latter rain, and in the latter days he would send forth a great uh, blessing to the people. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I'll raise up a standard against it. See? 
and if atheism is on the march and so forth and the churches are falling away and getting formal, let me say this to you, my dear brother and sister, if you will receive me as your brother, we need a revival. Now, I, I'm not discrediting anything. I'm talking to you from my heart. We're having a lot of protracted meetings, but not no revival. We have great men out. For instance, Billy Graham, a wonderful man, Charles Fuller, Dr. Dehan, and many of the others that I could call Hyman Appleman, and many great men. We're having gr There's also Brother Roberts, Brother Freeman, my own meeting. We're having great crowds, but no revival. We're getting people to come up maybe and stagger along and confess and go back. But what we need is an old-fashioned breaking up, tearing down, rooting out, revival starts in every home and sweeps through the city and they close all the bootleg joints and everything else and straighten the thing up. That's a revival. See? Not just walking up and making a confession and going back and there's no revival. That's just a form. It's a lukewarm condition. We need a real revival. And God help us to have it. And when you see these crowds gathering, that doesn't mean revival. That's just a gathering. But a revival is when people get really right with God and pray through and start a revival throughout the city and everything, you see. They put away sin, put away their iniquity, and say, turn to God, turn around and start back again, you see. The road. Now, I trust it'll be that way in this city. Now concerning the operation of the spiritual gift, Brother Baxter will teach you in his afternoon meetings and so forth what is germ diseases, how they're demons, and how they hold people and possess people. Now I want to get a little story to you each night as I can. Tonight, I want to speak to you about the angel of the Lord. Now, it's just as true, friends, as I'm... I can't make you believe it, you see. I can only speak what's true. And your uh, attitude towards it will determine the success it'll be for you. I have no power to operate it. If my dear mother, laying here would be on a platform, would be dying and say to me, Son, I held you on my bosom and you nursed life from me. And I walked away from the table when we had nothing to eat so when you was a little boy you could eat and live. My beloved son, tell me what will be the outcome of me in this. I could not say one word until first he showed me. For it's not nothing to do with man. Man is completely out of it. Even the Son of God, he said, I can do nothing except the Father shows me first. And if he couldn't, how much more I, as a man, a sinner, and he never was a sinner, he was born the virgin son of God. And I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity to come to the world speaking lies, worthy to go to hell. But he redeemed me, and the only hands he has on earth tonight is my hands and your hands. The only uh, mouth that he has is my mouth and your mouth. I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Is that his word? See? Then it's him. It's not you that speaketh, he said, but your heavenly Father that dwelleth in you. He doeth will tell you at that hour. See? Now, in going forth, it was very hard when I first made the announcement about the angel of the Lord. Many people 
even my bishop, pastor, when I went to him and told him he's the head of the church in that section of the missionary Baptist, I said, uh, Dr. Davis, uh, the ends of the Lord, and then told him about it. He said, Billy, what did you eat for supper last night? You had a nightmare. And many of you take that little paper of Brother Lynn's, it's called The Voice of Healing. You've seen his apology recently. He said, what did you eat for supper that night? I said, sir, I don't appreciate that. He said, oh, go on home and forget about it. I said, Dr. Davis, look, you might tell me to go home and forget about it, but God has answered something in here. If you don't want me, there's others that will. I said, I am under obligation to God to go. Well, it was very hard. They told me that it couldn't be done and so forth. And my last sermon at the church was David and Goliath, the opposition that David had. But as soon as Goliath was slain, then others, the Israelites, taking courage and went forth. And that's what's happened. When they seen that it could be done, ministers sitting on the platform, they didn't claim to be, be able to know these things, but they believed in the Word and give them courage. And they went out, Brother Roberts for one of them, Brother Oral Je- and Brother Jaggers and all those, they set men in the meeting. They seen the vision, rose and went out into the fields and are slain now. And they beat the Philistines, clung to the walls. That's right. Now, I'm leaving the fields right away. I have one more, two more American meetings, and God only knows when I'll ever have another one. I'm returning back as Elijah to Mount Carmel. I believe God is fixed to do something else for the church. And I must wait on the Lord and find out what He says to and then there'll be a great move for the Lord. I believe we're near the coming of the Lord. One day he said, I'll show signs in the earth below and in the heavens above before the, t- the day of the Lord shall come. I've been called practically everything from a divine healer to the incarnate Son of God and demon and everything else, mental telepathy and, and all kinds, but that still doesn't change it a bit. He's Jesus Christ. And we are his uh, people. By his grace, he has redeemed us, and that's all we are. And it's him that does all things by the will of the Father. We believe that, don't we? Now, many times in the meeting, the angel of the Lord, which appeared, and many of you know about, it appears like a that night, and all down through the time, it looks like a big pillar of fire about that thick, about that big, and it comes in a licking, whirling, going Thousands times thousands have seen it. It's appeared visibly. Here not long ago, I was standing near Fort Wayne, Indiana, in a meeting, and I was speaking, and the audience was very haughty-like, as in a theater building, and I was trying to, I said, now, it's the angel of the Lord had just been started, and I could see the people looking one to another, and you could feel that cold feeling. And some of them, especially the sick, they wasn't thinking of that. They, the others that was acting that day, they wasn't sick. The sick man is looking for help. You can talk to him. A hungry man is real hungry. You can talk to him about food. But if he's eat, you're not so interested about dinner anymore. See? Well, that's it. It's the ones that's in need, and maybe sometimes you'll be in need too. So it'll be different if it was your mother laying here dying or your son or someone. It would be different. The doctor said there's no hope for them. It would be different. But they were acting like that. And I said, I can't make you believe it. And I started to, to pray for the 
the people that night was going to pray, and I said, uh, took a little boy, and the first one in the prayer line was a little boy who had crippled feet. It was a polio drug that pulled his little feet down like that. There was a baby grand piano, something like this, sitting down like that. There's a Nazarene girl playing it. And um, so she was playing. The great physician now is near the sympathizing Jesus. And the mother of the child was sitting right down here. The usher had brought the child in the line. And I was praying for the little boy. And I said, Heavenly Father, I ask thee to be merciful. And I thought the custodian turned the light in my face. And I seen it getting brighter and brighter. And I said, Lord, and I thought, oh my, that man, that's... (laughs) If he doesn't like me, he ought to be gentle enough not to do that. And it kept getting brighter and brighter. I thought, oh my. And I raised my eyes to motion to him, to open my eyes rather, to motion to him to quit doing that. And when it did, it wasn't him. It was the angel of the Lord come whirling like that. It's coming right to me. Now, I do not know, to be honest, whether I dropped the child, whether he jumped out of my arms or the Holy Spirit taking him. I don't know. But he got on the floor and his little feet were just as normal as they could be. And here he started walking down, and the mother of the child saw it, what had happened, and she just screamed and jumped forward, and she seen the light. And the Nazarene girl looked up. How many Nazarenes are here from the Nazarene church? You mean there's no Nazarenes here? And here they are, that's fine. And back there, that's wonderful. Well, the Nazarene people have enough religion to shout when they get happy. And so the Nazarene girl, a very attractive, blonde-headed girl with long hair, she raised up like that and began screaming as loud as she could and run away from the piano. And as she ran away, the piano constantly plays. The great physician now is near the sympathizing Jesus. He speaks the drooping hearts that you And this angel of God settled over there. Seven hundred and something people come giving their hearts to Christ, falling over the aisles. He has vindicated himself hundreds of times. Many of the articles is written in the book back there, if you pick it up, and of the things that I couldn't have time to tell. Well, some of them would say, oh, it was psychology. And it's Camden, Arkansas, we got the picture of it there. The photographer got the picture, and it, it come down through the meeting, and circle down a minister, run forth to throw his arms around the stricken blind on the platform. There's the picture of the whole thing it's in the book. Then I was at Houston, Texas. And we were having a meeting in the music hall, which seated about 4,000 people, I guess. And we went to the Coliseum. We couldn't see them, so we went to the Coliseum, which seats around 30,000. And there was a, a Baptist clergyman down there. Uh, I won't call his name, because it's not very nice to call a minister's name. But he was out of the Southern Baptist uh, Conference just come out of school, about 30 years old, and he put a challenge in the paper, and he said, Brother Brandon is nothing but a religious racketeer and ought to be run out of the city, and I should be the guy that does it. <laughs> so he got pretty rough, and I was standing at the Rice Hotel. Dr. Bosworth, how many knows Reverend Mr. Bosworth? Nearly all of you do. Wonderful character. I thought he'd be known up around in here. And he came to the room, and he's 73 years old. He said, Brother Branham, look at this paper today, a great big column in there. Oh, he just, the minister ripped me. Uh, he said, let's, chow, let's take a challenge. I said, oh, no, Brother Bosworth. I said, I don't believe in arguing with anybody. Religion wasn't made to argue over, it's to believe. That's right. Not to argue about. And he said, well, he went on, and the next day, it's come out of another big piece, and he, 
Houston Chronicle and says it shows what he's made out of. He's afraid to take up for what he's preaching because I can prove it by the Bible that there's no such a thing as divine healing in this day or never has been. And he even said that the miracles of Jesus wasn't genuine for Lazarus died again. He based divine healing upon 1 Corinthians uh, 14th chapter or the 15th chapter when this mortal puts on immortality. So Brother Bosworth said, Brother Branham, look at that. Said for the sakes of the people, said if you won't take it, let me have him. <laughs> and I said, Brother Bosworth, you go down there and start an argument, and it would just tear down what the Lord has done. And I said, I can't go out there and see those things. I have to stay under the anointing of the Spirit so I can be ready for the people when it comes for my Lord to use me. He said, Brother Branham, if you'll let me go, just for the sakes of the people here, that this is not some fanaticism, that I'd like to prove it before the people, before all the Baptists and so forth, that divine healing is taught in the Bible, and I challenge anybody in the world to try to disprove it, he said, scripturally. So I said, if you want to argue, all right. So then, of course, they don't let the reporters and things come to where I am for interview, because I've got to take my time in prayer, be ready for the need. And then the reporters got a hold of it, and oh my, great big headlines, ecclesiastical furs go to fly, and then for the night to set the debate. And that's what makes me believe, when I come into the full gospel people, there's only one thing that I find wrong with them, and they're separated in different denominations, one believing this and one that, arguing with one another. And friends, that's the reason God can't that. If you'll forget your different denominations and come together as brethren, then God will use you. See, I'm a strict Kentuckian. Divided, together we stand. Divided we fall. This nation is in a crumbling condition now because our politics and things are so divided. That's why the Indians lost it to the white man. If them Indians all gathered together, they'd still been America for the Indians. But they separated and the tribes fighting one another, and we come in and tuck it. And that's the way we're going to lose it, and that's the way the church is to lose it today, because we're not together. Together. And, but that shows that someday they come from everywhere and united as one big unit, and that great big San Houston Coliseum where they hold the rodeos and things filled up. Mr. Best went over and hired a commercial photographer. Now, here's the remarks he said. Come over and take six glosses of me, six pictures. I want to have a picture where I skin that old man. He said, I'm going to skin him and take his hide and rub salt in it and hang it up on my door in here in my study. Could you imagine a Christian talking like that? By their fruits you shall know them. And the first fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, meekness, gentleness, patience. Now, but that's what the man said. And so Mr. Kipperman and Mr. Irish of the Douglas Studios in Houston, Texas, came over, and that night there's a big platform, a table sitting there, and they had the look, life, time, colliers, and all the newspapers, and they were taking pictures. And so when the debate started, Mr. Cy Ramsar, how many know Cy Ramsar? He was leading the songs, and, and then when he got through, uh, he made this remark. He said, I've seen the paper where he was, uh, Brother Branham was a religious racketeer and should be right out of the city said if the people of this city would put more time running bootleggers out of the city instead of religious men, you'd be better off. And there, the people began crying and going on. And they told me I didn't have to come down. But I went up in balcony 30, box 30, two police, and my brother and wife, little girl, we went up there and sat down. They take me up. 
And I was saying there, I said I wouldn't have nothing to do with it at all. And I didn't believe in arguing. So that night, watching, when Mr. Bosworth got to the platform, he took in his, his paper, and he said, <clears throat> and people on the side, which wasn't on either side of the debate, he said, Mr. Best has taken the, the side to say, the, my opponent here, that, that divine healing isn't taught in the New Testament. He said, I've got 600 scriptures of the New Testament, an old written out here, that Christ's present attitude to the people for divine healing is the same today as it ever was. If Mr. Best will take this and disprove one of them, not by his textbook, but by the Bible, you won't have to do no more. I'll walk away and say I've been in error all the time. Any one of those 600 questions, he said, I'm Mr. Best, you're at liberty. And he wouldn't receive it. He said, I'll ask you any one of them, if you'll correctly, by the scriptures, approve that it's wrong, then I will, I will walk off the platform. So that ought to be well enough. There's 600 of them. And I want you to produce one. If you'll show me one that is contrary to any of these, then I'll say I'm wrong. And I'll show you 600 to start with. So it looked like the odds was pretty big there. So he said he wouldn't do it. So the moderator asked him. So he said, all right, Mr. Best, answer me this. He said, was the compound names of Jehovah, Jehovah's redemptive compound names, were they applied to Jesus, yes or no? Well, that like shut me off with his feet up there. Well, Mr. Best thought he couldn't answer if he was, if he was Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide his sacrifice. If he was Jehovah, if he wasn't Jehovah Jireh, he isn't the Savior. And if he is Jehovah Jireh, he's Jehovah Rapha, the healer. And if he is Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Rapha, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, so he's just the same healer. That's settled it. Nothing can be said no more. So Mr. Best got real angry and began to stomp up and down the floor and said, Bring that divine healer out. Let me see him. And Brother Bosworth said, Brother Best, I, I certainly apologize. said that, that uh, Brother Branham is no divine healer and never said he was. He said, Would you, said, Do you believe in salvation? Yes, sir. He said, Would you want to be called a divine savior? Instead of preaching divine healing makes Brother Branham a divine healer, preaching salvation makes you a divine savior. He said, you know you're not a savior. Certainly not. He said, neither is he a healer. If you're ever saved, it's in Christ. If you're ever healed, it's in Christ. You point to salvation, so does Brother Branham. And he points to healing in the atonement. Now, if you want to argue that, so just step out on it, see, where it's in the atonement. So he said, you bring that healer forth and let me see him heal somebody. And kept on like that. Brother Bosworth said, now, Brother Branham takes his time praying. And said, he don't argue with people. And he just... That's, he said, now, however, at the end of the debate, he said, Brother Branham is in the building. If he wants to come and dismiss the audience, all right. If he doesn't, why well, not, don't have to. He said, I know he's in the building somewhere. That for a while ago, I've seen him when he come in. And I was sitting there, and my brother Howard, many of you knew Howard. He was kind of a real typical Irishman. He said, you sit still, standing right behind me, the two police stand there. And just as he said that, I felt something going on. Oh, no, I, I can listen so far, but that's first. I felt it again coming down going. Something just picked me up. My wife started crying. I said, don't cry, honey. And Howard said, sit down. I said, it's the Holy Spirit, Howard. He dropped back. 
And the people looked up there about that time and started weeping. About three or four hundred ushers put their hands together as people pressing through trying to touch their clothes or something. It's pitiful. I don't know how I'd feel if my baby or something was sick and the doctors would give it up and I thought there was something that could help it. I'd be trying to get in too. And I'm only human like anybody else and it breaks my heart to see such scenes. I started walking to the platform. Mr. The Kipperman and Emmett took all their pictures, and when they go, they don't let take pictures in the meeting because they sell them and so forth. So he, they said that no more pictures taken. Brother Lindsay and them dropped back the people from taking the pictures and so forth. I walked to the platform. I said, don't know one thing hard of Mr. Best. That's why the boys are over in Korea fighting. We can be Americans to believe anything we want to. I said, I don't agree with his theories. Not at all. But I said, as a man, all right. I said, some mother loves him just the same as my mother loves me. And don't feel hard at him. He's got a right to his belief. I said, now, however, uh, I was minded of my Savior when they put a rag around his eyes one time, and they thought he had mental telepathy or something, and they hit him on the head with a reed and said, now, if you're a prophet, prophesy and say who hit you. You remember that? Did not prophesy. He didn't clown for nobody. He did what the Father showed him. So they put a rag over his eyes and hit him, and uh, they felt no virtue, and neither did he prophesy. He didn't clown for anybody. And I said, I do not claim to be a divine healer. I said, I only claim to pray for the sick, and I claim a divine gift that I was born in this world with, an angel of God who comes to me in the form of a light. And I said, it's come to me many times. It comes in the meeting. I said, if I tell the truth, well, then it's the truth. But I said, I cannot heal anyone, no more than Mr. Best or any other man could save anybody. I said, but they were sent to preach. I'm not very much of a preacher, but I've seen thousands saved. I've seen many 2,001 older call. But if that's not what we're talking on, divine healing. And I said, now... The person can't come here without God telling me what's on his heart and what he's done and the things of his life. That's a divine gift that was sent from heaven to me. That's my individual. God gave that to me when he brought me in this world. I said, you can't keep your sins and so forth hid and the thoughts of your heart and mind. I said, and whatever you've done in your life and what your outcome is, you can't keep me from telling you that. But I could pray for you and tell you until we both got old and gray and you with a toothache, until you accept Jesus as your healer, you'll always be there. For healing only is in God Almighty. I said, and if I tell the truth, I said, I tell about an angel. If I tell the truth, God will testify that I told the truth. I said, as Jesus told the Jews, I have greater works than those of John. For the works the Father has sent me to do the same testifies that I'm sent from God. I said, if he doesn't testify, then I'm wrong. If he does testify, then I am right. Not because it is me, but because it's he that sent me is right. And I said, anyone knows that God will have nothing to do with error. And if I tell the truth, then God will speak of me. Oh, I shall never forget it. About that time the heavens let loose, and here he comes, coming down over me. Going, everyone sits still. And the man who had taken the pictures of Mr. Best 
before he knew what he was doing, run forward and snatch the picture. God had testified. There was no more for me to do. I said, thank you, Father. Walked off the platform. Everybody sat still. I didn't know what was happening. This man going home, Mr. Kipperman's an Orthodox Jew. Mr. Iris is a Roman Catholic. He wrote in the paper the day before and said I was a hypnotizer. Said a guard went off of a woman and told that I hypnotized her. And a young soldier who'd been crippled overseeing his back, his spine, and was falling on a place and was told what was wrong with him and told him to rise to his feet. And him laying there paralyzed, rolled to his feet and walked out to that man was bewitched. Made all kinds of fun of him in the paper. And on his road home, he said to Mr. He said, what do you think about it, Ted? Ted said, I don't know. Mr. Irish said, I'm a Catholic. He said, I'm taught to believe in such things, but it can only come through the Catholic Church. If, it was, if he was real, he'd be in the Catholic Church. And many of you, I, my former people are Catholic. Many of you Catholics in there know that we've been taught that, that it has to be in the Catholic Church. So did the Jews think that Jesus would come to the temple, but he didn't. He went where God told him. God does things in mysterious ways. You wouldn't have thought he'd been born in a manger, but he was. Now, they went in. He said, well, let's fix these pictures for best. And he threw them in the assets, six of them for Mr. Best. He shot one of them that, but he just throwed in. Mr. Kipper went upstairs to go to bed. Mr. Best, or Mr. Uh, Iris sat and smoking a cigarette. After a while, he went in, took them out of the assets, took out one blank. Blank. He took out all six of them. They were blank. And when he took the next one out, there the angel of the Lord was on the picture. He had a heart attack. They tried to get into the Rice Hotel. Of course, the guards at the door wouldn't let him come in to where we was, where was that. Uh, and then, quickly, they referred to it and went down there, and they sent it away at 11 o'clock that night to Washington, D.C., and copyrighted it. Then it was sent back to Houston, and it was given into the hands of George J. Lacey, the best examiner in the United States. XFBI. And he kept it, so now, a very hard boil. He kept it, so now, wait a minute, so now I'll look it over and so forth like that. And, and he took it into the shell building for examination, which is uh, shell building for examination and documents. He just come from California on a half a million dollar case. And they brought him over there. He kept the picture for two days. Then he sent word, said, we'll give the reading on it and let you know about it on two o'clock on the following afternoon on the third day. Big bunch of photographers and so forth gathered in, many of the people around the city, uh, like the writer for the Colliers and Times, they gathered in. And when he came out, he's kind of a red-headed fella, very hard-boiled. He walked out, sarcastic. I looked at him and looked like his face had tendered up. He said, whose name's Reverend Branham? And I said, mine, sir. He said, stand up on your feet. And I stood up. He said, Reverend Branham? One of these days, you're going to pass off a life scenes like all mortals do. I said, I'm aware of that, sir. He said, as long as there's a Christian civilization, your picture shall never die. He said, it's the first time in all the world's history that a supernatural being was ever photographed. But I put it through every test that can be thought and said, it was a supernatural being that's been shot. He said, for myself, I have said and heard of your meetings and read it in the magazines. And I heard about that angel and so forth. I said within myself, even to the time that I received the negative, it's psychology. He said, but Brother Branham, the mechanical eye of that camera will not take psychology. 
said, the light struck the agony. He said, my mother was a Christian, and I, I thought I was. He said, but God have mercy on me. He said, come forward. Everybody started crying. He said, it was once said, Brother Branham, by the old hypocrite, he meant the unbeliever, that there's no scientific proof of a supernatural being. So them days is past now. He had the negative in his hand. He said, them days is past. He said, it's scientifically proven that here's the supernatural being. He said, Mr. Branham, I'll submit this to you. I said, it's not mine, sir. He said, oh, wait a minute. But that negative is worth $100,000 right the way I said, if it, to me, it's worthwhile. He said, Brother Brandon, do you realize what they said? You'll never live to see the day if the picture comes into its value because the, the tester is always dead before the testament is seen. And he said, it'll be in the days after you're gone. He said, but right now, do you realize what that is? And I said, sir, it belongs to the American Photographers Association. I said, if Jesus Christ, my Lord, thought enough of me to come down in a battle like I was and have his picture taken with me for the first time in all the world's history, I love him too well to commercialize it. And I said, I will have nothing to do with it. So then they asked me if I'd draw up a plan with them. The lawyers was there and everything. The studio had the lawyers. I said, I'll sign no papers. But Mr. Kipperman and you, if you wish to sell it, Make it enough so every person, poor people, can get it. But I said, look, another thing I require for the sacredness of the picture, that Mr. Lacey, that you'll sign a document so that the critics will be shut up when they look at it. I said, and sign a document, and I'll ask you, Mr. Kipperman, and you in the agreement that you're privileged to sell it. I'll sign no papers, but you're privileged to sell it low price so the people can get a hold of it, and that no picture can go without a writing signed statement from Mr. Lacey here, who's our best in America, so I think it was the best in the world. And he said, I will do that. And he wrote up a, a, a thing, what he had done. He went to the auditorium, he searched and see if it was a double exposure, and there just above the head where it was settling down was the big pillar of fire a whirling around and around and around. He said, Brother Branham, in the, looking through the negatives, through the ultra-ray lights and so forth, it looked like it was kind of a yellow, greenish-looking fire, a milling like this. And I said, that's just the way it is and people there who see it. To my opinion, here's what I think it would be while I read the scriptures. First, I have the picture here. I want to show it to you. Mr. Kipperman sells them sometimes at the meeting. But when I found out that he was overcharging the people for it, I wouldn't let him sell it in the meeting. Because a picture wouldn't cost over 30 or 40 cents, not over 50 at the most, and selling it for a dollar and a quarter is too much. Sorry. Can you see it right there? Now, at nighttime, when you see those things going on here, it's not me that does that. Here is the one that does it. How many can see how far back? Let's see your hand. Way back. I'll have my boy to take it to the stand back there. And in here also, if you'd like to read Mr. Lacey's write-up, there it is. You have a photostatic copy. There's photostatic copies in my book there. But they won't, the studios won't let me print the picture in my book. They let me have this, but this is copyrighted. See on the back and on here, 
<laughs> you couldn't touch it, see, because it's copyrighted, and they've got it in Washington, D.C., and one of them hangs in a religious hall of art in Washington, D.C., as the first photograph that was ever taken of a supernatural being. You know what I think, friends? I think as your work is this, in Exodus 13, 21, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud, a pillar of a cloud, to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire, to give them light to go by night and day. He took not away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, from before the people. And with a reverent, sincere heart, I believe that that's the same angel of God that led Israel out of Egypt to the Promised Land, and the natural is leading us to the Promised Land today in the spiritual. For in my Father's house are many mansions, I'll go and prepare a place for you, and I believe the angel of the Lord is leading the church today, and it's the same Holy Spirit, and anyone knows the, the angel of the covenant was Christ. And not, it isn't just to me, friends, I might be uh, counted in with you, but that angel of the Lord just doesn't to me, it's to all of you. And he's here right now. He's right in the building. I feel it right now and know that the angel, this same angel I'm speaking of here isn't five feet from me right now. And when I meet you at the judgment bar and this night is called in to, to order, see if I haven't told you the truth. He's right here now. Now, if this is my last service that I ever have in all my life, my words are the truth, for I have not testified of myself. I have testified of Jesus Christ. And the world, the church world, who sees it and sees this operation, knows and believes it's the truth. And now the scientific world is without excuse. It's scientifically proven to the scientific world he said, I didn't see them spread about. No, sir, they wouldn't let the look life and times or none of the papers have it. All of them wanted it. And they wouldn't let them have it. Said if they put it in the paper, you know, it's you. <laughs> Not all of them. But some of them want money. He said they'll cut it out. They're expecting to sell it. And they sure sold thousands, times, thousands, and thousands of them everywhere. And so I, I have nothing to do with it. But only this one thing that I'm happy tonight, to know that Jesus Christ the Son of God, whose sovereign and word and grace has vindicated that I've told the truth, and I've told you the truth, it's up to you to believe it, that's all. God bless you is my prayer. Sonny? Ma'am? Let's say praise the Lord. That's right. Oh, God bless you, sister. Then you know what is the truth, don't you, sister? That is true. Is there anybody else was there at Houston when the picture was taken? A man standing right here was there when the picture... Another one here. Another one there. 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 Let's say praise the Lord. The Bible said, in the mouth of two or more witnesses, let every word be established. Is that right? Now, friends, while the little short visit is here at, at this place, let us all now just lay aside every little thought that we had that was... Maybe it was this, that, or the other... Let's just say, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. And for this little time while we're here in the city, may we just huddle together as a hen bringing forth her brood out of the rain, and may we all be sheltered by his love that these wheelchairs and these people with heart trouble and cancer and so forth 
will live and not die. Will you do it? Your faith is what operates the divine gift. So as I say, if I never appear again in public, and my life is tucked tonight by Almighty God, He Himself has vindicated to the spiritual world, the believers, and also to the unbelievers. How many believe that's true? Let's see your hands. God bless you. That's fine. Now, I've took quite a bit of your time. And, Sonny, you come now, or get the picture, and they'll put it back there. I'm sorry we don't have them to sell, but you want go to look at it and read it. Well, that's perfectly all right. Let's bow our heads now. Oh, Father, I didn't mean to take all this time, Lord. When I go to talking about you, I just love you so much that I, my heart just burns in me. I, I think of Paul preaching all night one night about you. And a boy fell out of the window and got killed. And, and Paul went and laid his body over him, for he knew he was anointed. You know the angel of God that stood by him out there that night on the stormy sea was with him. The boy's life returned to him, and he said, you'll be all right, and he got all right. Now think of how Paul loved you. When he was building the scaffold to take his life, he said, I fought a good fight, I finished the course, I kept the faith, and henceforth there's laid up for me a crown as a... Lord, the righteous judge will give me at that day, not only me, but all that love is appearing. Dear Father, I ask you tonight in the mercies that you will send grace upon this audience. Bless everyone, Lord. And, O oh, holy God, author of life and giver of every good gift, I've tried to testify the best that I know how. And I thank you for your picture here with us. I look at it, my heart quivers. Think, woe is me. The angel of God has stood near. And you've confirmed your word now practically around the world. Thousands times thousands rejoicing. The scientific world looks at it. They hush it. They don't want it to get any farther. So was it in your day. But those who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, they shall be filled. And those who are predestinated to see the kingdom of God shall see, for no man can come to my Father except or come to me except my Father draw him. Lord, there's those here who believe. I pray, Father, that you shut us together tonight in the bonds of the love of Christ, and may you stretch forth his holy hands to heal all over this building. And may when the evening is over. Almighty God, author of life and giver of every gift, two more meetings to end up here in America before sailing the seas. And Lord, please hear the prayer of your servant. If I found favor with you, grant this to be a great night. The people have waited long in the hot building, but may tonight something different happen. May the, the blind see or the deaf hear, or may the lame walk tonight. May there be something great, and may the Holy Spirit stand near, call out sin, rebuke things that's unrighteous, and straighten up some poor person that they can believe. And Lord, while you're working here, as I have testified, testify of me, Lord, will you tonight? 
May your spirit come and vindicate that you're present. And may every person that sees you in your wonderful way here at the platform, moving out in the audience and picking those up, Lord, may those tonight sitting out there that won't be in the prayer line, may they have great faith and look and say, I believe that it's the truth. Then, Lord, heal them and turn your servant to them and announce it to them that they are healed. Grant it, Father. Will you hear my prayer as I sincerely pray to you in the name of your beloved child, Jesus. Amen. My boy said he'd give out prayer cards D today. And let's start tonight. We started last night at one, didn't we? All right. Now I want you I want you all to be real reverent. Set still and and be with me in prayer that Be real reverent and believe. Now I have to make this statement. Now, to you who are standing or in the seats, now, if you are here a critic just to criticize or to make fun, let me speak to you in the name of the Lord. I will not be responsible for anything that happens to critics or unbelievers while the service is going on. I have to say that according to the law of the nation, see, because many, many times horrible things have happened to unbelievers. I've seen a minister come not long ago. He brought several of his people. He sat in the audience. They had a baby on the platform and had epileptic fits in the state of Arkansas. They had a clothespin wrapped up with a rag to keep it from chewing his tongue. And a, a little fellow was in the fit, and I couldn't make it stop. And I asked them to keep their head down. This cold spirit kept flowing in. And I felt where it was at, and I looked back in the audience, and a man sitting there with his head up like that and a bunch of people. I said, sir, would you put your head down? He just laughed at me. I prayed again, and it wouldn't leave the baby, because he told me, if you get the people to believe you, and that showed they didn't believe or they'd do what you asked them to do. So I said, try it again, it wouldn't. I said, now remember, sir, see you to it. I'm not responsible. And I said, Almighty God, don't let this poor little innocent baby suffer for guilty. And it was in a fit right then, and I called to God to heal it. And when the Spirit was rebuked, the little baby quietened down, and that man and about, I forget how many people, every one of them took epileptic fits and began jumping all over the floor, screaming, slobbering and everything, or as I know, got epilepsy up today. I've seen a man not long ago in Phoenix, Arizona. I suppose he's gone now with cancer. He thought he knew everything. He said, psychology. A few nights it wasn't psychology when he rushed to his doctor with cramps. He pronounced him with cancer. Be reverent. It's not playing church. The Lord Jesus is here. We American people are so heady and high-minded and haughty that we think we know it all. We're living now upon the reputation of our forefathers. When Israel got out of the will of God, they suffered for it. We will too. So you be reverent and remember that now. All right. 
I trust that the Christians will understand. How many Christians is in here? Raise your hand. Believers in Christ. That's wonderful. My, I believe it's 100% clear tonight. Wonderful. Do you believe that I told you the truth? If you do, raise your hand. Well, God bless your heart. I'll assure you by the Holy Ghost that you'll see wonders and signs. You mean that from the bottom of your heart? For it's such a coming, I'll assure you to wonders and signs of the Lord. All right. And the patience in coming. I've got a great group of them there. Fifteen. Usually they, uh, they don't let me get to just a few. When I speak to the person, I just have to talk to them to get a contact with them. More I talk to them, more I see. But when I see the person I think has got faith enough, I just lay hands on him. Now, get this close. If I feel the person, if the person comes up and I look at him and I maybe see an operation or something or some kind of trouble, I say, say you were to be operated on for a certain thing. And that shakes him. All right, I'll lay hands on him and say, God bless you, brother or sister, and let them go. Now, Jesus said, now, if they would try to use their mental faculties, Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. I've testified. The trouble, don't let it go over you, friends. Let it come into you. Know that he's here. And everybody here knows that it's impossible. I, I'm, I just have to let the Holy Spirit is the one who does it. And that you believe me now, you be reverent, and sometimes, look, when Moses was given two signs, is that right? How many believe that? The Bible teaches that. And that was to vindicate to the people that God had sent him and his message was true. Is that right? He put his hands in his bosom and healed it with leprosy. Is that right? And made a stick to become a serpent. He did that one time before Israel and every one of them marched out. Is that right? Every time he met an Israelite, he didn't have to heal his hand with leprosy. He did it one time, and that settled it. Now, in the light of the Bible, in the light of, of Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and forever, if I come making this statement and bring a person out of the audience there that I know nothing about, and God will vindicate that I've told the truth, whether he would, I do not know. That's up to him. But if it would, all the church ought to believe, every one of them, raise up and claim their healing and walk out of the building a well person, claiming their healing. Is that right? All right. Everyone, Robert, come ahead, sir. Now, these people that are coming to this platform, I, I do not know, know them. They might be some. Now, let me look down the line first. No, sir, I don't know any of them. I, you all don't know me, do you? It's just we're strangers, are we? All along here, we're strangers. All right. Now, I want to ask you something. And I, this is from my heart. If you do not believe, if you do not believe, then don't you come. And if the Holy Spirit is standing here to reveal to you what has been in your life and will tell you what will be in your life, if you doubt it, Worse things than this will come upon you. Are you aware of that? What does the Bible say? Go and what no more? What is sin? Unbelief. Is that right? How many knows that sin is unbelief? That's right. 
If God has vindicated himself of being here, then you go and disbelieve what he's told you. Well, then worse things will come upon you. See? Go ye in sin. The Bible said, He that believeth not is condemned already. Is that right? Sin is unbelief. All right, now, it may be just a little slow for two or three people because I do that so that I can get myself into the anointing of the Spirit to where I can sit. And I may have to talk just a little bit, so you all bear with me a little while. And when God heals anybody at the platform, I want you to, to also believe out there. I just shook me a little bit. I looked around and seen somebody I know, an old man. One of the first that I ever seen in the realms of Pentecost, and came to my house when I was just a, a lad, and sat in my room. And I've been always, or Pentecost, I wasn't critical, but I didn't understand that speaking in tongues before these things happened. And I still, we know that there is some of it make believe, but behind it there's a genuine article. And this man come to my room when I was just a boy preacher and sat in there one day and I come in and he went, he kind of jumped and threw his hands up and spoke in tongues. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, speaking in tongues, said, A great ministry lies before you that God will use you to shake the world. And the elderly brother is sitting right back there, John Ryan. Stand up, Brother Ryan. There. He was the brother from up in Michigan who came and spoke with tongues and stood and said that God had told him, I didn't know what to believe about the man, but my dear brother, I embrace from this platform to you. Your words were true as you spoke with tongues. God be with you. I just happened to look around and recognize him. It's been quite a while since I saw him. God bless you, brother. All right. <clears throat> now, my dear brother, you are the patient, I presume, that's come to be prayed for. Now, I will probably have to talk to you just a little bit. Brother Baxter, watch the microphones or wherever they are. Now, you and I are strangers of life. We're just passing through this land and someday knowing that we're going somewhere else. And our determination or our, our destination, rather, will be determined by our faith in Jesus Christ. That's right. Now, if you and I be strangers of life and there's something wrong with you or, or whatever is wrong, uh, God is able at this time to reveal to me what your conditions are. You believe that? Yes, sir. And now, you firmly believe that what I have said about the angel of the Lord is the truth. Do you, sir? Have you ever seen this picture? You've never seen it. I'd just like to show it to you while we're standing here so that you could... You believe that that milling, whirling fire is the angel of the Lord. Yes, sir. And you realize that something's taking place even now, isn't it, sir? 
You're, you're beginning to feel a strange feeling, a lovely, warm feeling. Is that right? If it is, raise your hands for the people. That is right. And us being strangers, now, that same spirit was up on Jesus when Nathaniel came to him one time, and when Jesus saw him coming, he said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there's no guile. In other words, I say, like you are, a Christian man. And he looked around and said, Well, when did you know me, Rabbi? Or you, somebody might say in the audience, it's just as strange to say, Well, sure, we believe the man's a Christian. He wouldn't be up there. Jesus could have said he was a believer. He wouldn't have come to him, you see. But he knew he was a believer. He said, When did you know me? He said, Before Philip called you, I saw you. That's right. And he said, These things that I do shall ye also, and greater, otherwise more than this shall you do, for I go to my Father. Is that true? Yes. All right. Now you can put your hand down that you are aware that something going on. Now what it is, is you and I speaking, and there's something wrong with you, and there's something in here that you, I feel it, and you feel it, it's coming in contact, therefore it is a warfare between your ailment and between this spirit, you see. And if your spirit can come up to believe this, God will bless you and you'll get well. Yes, sir? You're, you're a believer. I believe that with all my heart. Yes, sir? You, you haven't always been a believer, oh? No. You, you've been a critic. You criticize this, haven't you? Isn't that right? Yes, sir, you criticized. I believe it was probably my meeting. I see you shaking your hand. You're forgiven, my brother. You are forgiven. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. That's right. God bless you. Say, you're quite a sportsman of some kind. Don't you hunt or something like that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I see you with a gun and hunting. That's right. And you're quite... Say, wasn't you once a policeman or something? Wasn't you on the police force? That's right. Yes, sir, you have. I see And you're suffering with your throat. Isn't that right, brother? That's right. It's been a nerve condition of your throat for many years. Is that right? Come here, my brother. Merciful God, author of life and giver of all good gifts, may thy blessings come upon my brother, and may he go from here a well man and serve thee all the days of his life, dear Father, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, brother. Go rejoicing how you're going to be. God bless you. That's all right. Amen. Humble brother, when I seen, I thought it was a service. I seen him talking to a thin man with a gray suit on, saying, nothing to it, nothing to it. I could hear his voice saying that. And when it was called to the platform, he grabbed my hand and said, forgive me, brother. You can't trifle with God, brother. He knows all things, and he'll, he writes all wrong. Oh, don't you love him? How could you keep from loving him? The lovely one. All right. All right. Be reverent and bring the brother on. How do you do, brother? God bless you. God be with you, brother. I hope everyone comes like this. Look here just a minute, Dan. You and I are strangers of life. We don't know each other no more than we're meeting now. But you truly believe it. I've told the truth, don't you, brother? Yes, sir. And now, uh, 
you're suffering with something wrong in your liver. Isn't that right? It's bothered you for a long time. Isn't that right? And I see you in a place. You're from away from here. You're a stranger. You're not from this city, are you? No. You've come a long way, some distance. And you're from a, a country that's got a lot of lakes in it, aren't you? Isn't that right? I see. And you, you're a poor man. You're happy tonight. And you just was made happy a few moments ago when your number was called. Isn't that right? You had to leave tomorrow because you're out of money. Is that right, Dad? That's right. God bless you. Come here. Heavenly Father, I pray thee to be merciful to my brother. Oh, God, seeing the doctor move that table out for that operation, grant, Lord, that it won't have to be done. May my brother live and be well, for I bless him in thy name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless Amen. you, brother. Go on. You're going to be all right, Dad. You're pending an operation. That's right. That's right. Doctor said they had to operate. That's right. Have faith in God, then. Amen. God bless you. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Let's just say praise be to God. The Bible said, and the people magnified God or glorified God. He shared the same Jesus. Yesterday, today, and forever. Come, sister. Do you believe with all your heart? Now that the, you might think it was looking at the people, the reason that I tell them to look at me is because I say this. It's not, I'm not looking at them to read their mind. Well, them people probably things that was told them. I know there was a vision before them. Why, they, they probably forgot those things years ago. Whatever was told, I've seen both of them from way years ago. And they wasn't thinking of that. It's the power of Almighty God. Amen. The word amen means so be it. And this woman here, I don't look at her. I don't have to look. Sit your walk up just a little close. Do you believe me as God's servant? You do. Can God reveal to me out here what's wrong with you? You believe he can. And will you, if I, by the Spirit of God, will be able to tell you what is wrong with you, will you accept Jesus as your healer? You will accept him? All right. May God grant it to us tonight is my prayer. Yes, ma'am, you are diabetic. Is that right? Go in the Lord Jesus Christ. Make you well in his feet. Let's say praise the Lord. All right. Let's say praise the Lord, everyone. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The man is just rejoicing. Is All right, bring the lady. Believe with all your heart. God will make you well. What do you think, sister, the patient standing here? Do you believe, lady, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is here at the building tonight? With all your heart? I say you believe with all your with all your heart. All right. I want you to love him with all your heart and believe. Now, if by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the angel of God, which is post now, that will speak to me what is your trouble, 
Would you accept him as your healer? Your female trouble just left you, sister. You can walk off the platform and be well in the name of the Lord. Amen. Now you may go and be well, little mother. Let's say praise be to the Lord Jesus. So, everyone, just, all right, come ahead, lady. How do you do, sister? I must talk to you just a moment. Um, now, that won't hurt you, see. That's the angel of the... Come here just a moment. I want to show you something. Did you ever see this picture? I want you to look here at the picture. See the angel of the Lord set licking fire? Now, you feel something strange, don't you? That's what that is now, I think. Now, that's to help you, sister. I'm just his servant. I am the servant of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus knew just where Nathaniel was in. He knew what was wrong with the woman, but he talked to her first. In one place he said, Peter and John passing through the gate called Beautiful. They've seen a man crippled from his mother's womb. He said, look on us. Is that right? In other words, look at us. And the man looked, expecting to receive some money. He said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And the man was weak, and he held him up. Held him till his ankle bones received strength. Then the man started walking, and he started jumping and praising God. And the man was an aged man, about 40 years old, that this miracle was performed on. I'm just trying to quieten you to see, see what I mean. That's scripture, isn't it? Is it the truth? Is Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever? You believe it. Sister, you've been misjudged by many people. Isn't that right? You've been told to get next to yourself. Isn't that right? Claim that she was a neurotic, psychic neurotic, a nervous condition. Isn't that right? It caused you to have weariness, nervousness, and always upset, mentally disturbed all the time. Isn't that right? Now I see something else. I see a a table with someone, you're refusing food. You have a stomach trouble too, don't you? Isn't that right? Just certain foods and things you can eat. Isn't that right? Something happened then, didn't it? Your faith healed you, sister. Go home and eat what you want to. You're well. Let's say praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ. All of his holy beings, may God be blessed. All right, come now. And everyone be reverent, believing with all your heart that he's here to bless and to help the people. <clears throat> Good evening, sister. I perceive that you're a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. You have a welcome feeling. I believe you believe me as God's servant. Have you ever seen that picture of the angel of the Lord? You have seen it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? You do, yes, ma'am. Oh, there's... You have many things wrong. You... You're nervous also. That's been, for quite a while, a disturbance was caused back 
about the time of the menopause set in. Wasn't that right? You haven't felt right since then, have you? No. Now, it, yeah, here it is again. Yes, you are, you're a victim of arthritis, aren't you? That's right. I see you getting up trying to get out of the bed. It's stiff at morning, isn't that right? You believe me as his prophet? You believe what he said is the truth when he said, if they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover? Then in the name of the Lord Jesus, may the arthritis leave you all over and be well. Raise up your hands and walk off the platform as normal as you ever did. Let's say thank the Lord with all of our hearts. All right. Come, lady. Look this the way as you come. Do you believe with all your heart? you believe the Holy Spirit is here to reveal what is your trouble? You want me to put my hands on you, don't you? And the back trouble will leave you when you pass by. God bless you. You can go off the platform now rejoicing, saying thanks the Lord. Let's say, blessed be the Lord. All right. Now let's see. Maybe the lady's sitting there. Maybe I could look at her from, from this distance. I guess. No. The lady's deaf. Come here. Almighty God, author of life, giver of every good gift, send thy blessings upon this woman who I bless in thy name. O Jesus of Nazareth, O lovely one, incarnate Son of God, thou who share and laid hands upon the deaf, and they receive their hearing. God, this woman, deaf, unprivileged to hear, she cannot hear the instructions and know how to take a hold of faith. Therefore, Lord, hear the prayer of your servant and give me power of faith over this demon of deafness as it is written in the scriptures when the deaf spirit went out of the man he could hear. And now, Lord, this demon has did this to this woman to cause her to walk before a vehicle shortly now to be killed. But thou art here to redeem her, Lord, back and to give her her hearing. Therefore, help me, Lord, as I go in this channel of faith to challenge this death spirit. Thou demon, I come in the name, representative name of Jesus Christ, who won the victory over you and all your kind at the Calvary's cross. I claim a gift of divine healing ministered to me by an angel. You're exposed. You can't hold this woman any longer. I charge thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of the woman. Hear me? You hear me now? All right, you're healed and normal and well again. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Let's say praise be to God. No demon powers can stand before the infinite Son of God when his name is brought into a challenge by faith. It does not and cannot fail. All right. How do you do, sister? You're believing? Trying to press yourself now, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. Do you believe that he is near? Do you accept what that is that you feel saturating your innermost being to be the angel of the Lord? 
Have you seen his picture? Do you believe it with all your heart? You, you have it. All right. God has rewarded you for your faith now. You go into anything you want to. And thank God you had a peptic ulcer in the bottom of your stomach, which caused tiredness and burning and so forth. Go off the platform and receive your healing in the name of the light. Just before you bring your patient just now. What about you out there without your prayer card? You believe what you hear? You believe what you see and what you feel to be the Spirit of God? It's kind of hard when you reach back into places. I know when Brother Baxter walks near, I know what that is. I'm conscious of one thing, that he thinks it's about enough now. I don't realize it. Uh, I get weak and I want to go out of class. But I guess it's near the time. Go and believe, sister, that heart trouble leaves you when you cross the platform. She was healed sitting there.